Follow the Four Corners Podcast on social media. Like us on Facebook, Four Corners Podcast. Follow us on Twitter, Podcast Four Corners. And check us out on Instagram, Four Corners Podcast. You can also subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review. I want to take this time to apologize to the television audience for what they're about to see. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Four Corners Podcast. This is Shad here with Matt and Brad. Guys, how are you doing? Uh, doing good, Shad. I'm doing good. I'm going to ignore all those people that I just murdered and just focus on the positives this week. <laughs> well, I said all the thing to follow up my all-request Drive at Five voice start this week, too. So Sorry, I just, like, we're going to get into it, but if if... If if um if they're not thinking about firing him for um that response to that question, they really need to rethink it because that was I don't know I've heard some bad like executive speak stuff before, but Triple H might have given like the worst PR like yeah yeah it was an so... easy and the thing is too like it was such an easy like softball lob to, so. Um, that question to the, for him to to get it right and he just he's such an arrogant prick that he couldn't do it so every we don't do this a whole lot but tonight there's just been so much like recent news going on it's like a that dark cloud hanging over the entire industry honestly yeah and so we kind of we feel like we we kind of need to at least talk about this a little bit it's it's just it's, it's just so big. There's just so much stuff. And, of course, the curse hit because, hmm. you know, well, not not last week because the, the recording, you know, uh, tanked. But, yeah. you yeah, know, I, uh, I just did it. Uh, go ahead, making, Matt. I thought about making a joke. Sorry to cut you off. I thought about making a joke at the beginning of the podcast that, oh, my God, I can't believe what you said last week, Jack. Right. We did that. <laughs> like, we Jack, did that the, the other best time of you won't, yeah. That will never be allowed to air that again. Yeah. Oh gosh. Just, yeah. But but can, can um, we start off with the lightest part of what we can talk about with the lawsuit though is, what do you think? Which which of Vince's sex toys do you think was the Roman? I don't. <laughs> oh God. Let's start with the lightest news because that that's that's gonna. Oh God, that's so heavy. Um. So we're gonna start with the light like um. The inevitable, like everyone told you this was going to happen. But so if you didn't watch the Royal Rumble, CM Punk looked like absolute garbage and got hurt taking a Future Shock DVD, which if you don't know what a Future Shock DVD is, it's pretty much Drew McIntyre. DDT. Yeah, sorry. Future Shock DDT. <laughs> Drew McIntyre essentially just like grabs you by the head and falls on his back and you just kind of go with him. And he tore a tricep on that move. Which it's a double arm DDT, yeah. Yeah, well, it's a little, it's a variation, I'd say. And um, yes, you can find an easy Google thing of it. So, the first thing I want to ask, though, so he tore a tricep. 
I don't know if they've said it's the surgically repaired one or not. It's not. Oh, he tore the other one? Yeah, according to um, because uh, I watched Observer Radio, it was either yesterday or today, and it was the other one. Jeez, that's crazy. So it, it's okay. That's, like in all seriousness, I don't like the guy, but the, if the, that is your body telling you you need to stop. Look, we don't want to see anybody hurt. Now, I will acknowledge this particular podcast are not fans of CM Punk. There's a lot and, of pearl clutchers saying, oh, you guys are just we're rooting for him to get hurt. It's like I don't see anyone that's rooting for him to get hurt. A lot of people are just kind of laughing that it, about the inevitable like Pretty much, I think the the attitude towards the people that are being accused of gloating over it are more just like, well, no, this is this was inevitable. It was gonna happen. Mm-hmm. It's. But I think it's... I think that WWE has some fault in this too, though, because you can't take a guy with his injury history and just let him sit for months not working. Like that's because people are going to people are going to say like, well, but he's injury prone and, you know, you don't give it away for free. But it's like, yeah, but the other thing is when a guy that's not super athletic and is injury prone isn't working, that makes you more injury prone because you're not working your your muscles. And, you know, you can go down to the PC center and do that horse shit in the ring all you want to do. But in my opinion, it's it's kind of like football and other stuff like there's no substitute for actually like doing it well it it, dustin Rhodes. i don't it it was a while back but i think he had it was on twitter x or what it's it's twitter everybody still calls it twitter yeah um he had said that wrestling inconsistently at his age is actually harder on him um so having this case where you know we're only having someone who might, you know, someone who's at a more advanced wrestling age, not doing much, you know, you Arn Anderson on his podcast said you build up a callus to the, the stuff that goes on in the ring. Um, and I knew whenever I was the time I got hurt real bad. And then I went back, I had to get myself back over the hump of pretty much everything and getting used to, um, you know, bumping again, all that sort of stuff and not getting sore and, <clears throat> You know, I I had to get used to it again. And, and you're a much younger man than punk. Yeah, that at that point in time, I was in my early 30s. Um, but you know, we're yeah, we're dealing with someone who's had a lot of injuries in the last three years, and not insignificant ones. And it's like. It, it, I know you want to cash in on the star power of this person you signed, but man, that was a big gamble to take. Well, so I think, I think, I think, I think I would have had him working weekly on house shows, working five to 10 minute matches once or twice a week. This having like signing him around survivor series. And he just worked like essentially a double shot against Dominic Mysterio in December was not the approach to take with him. Mm -hmm. Because the thing is, like, I mean, he got hurt, like, the first thing he did. Well, 
not not the first thing. He was twenty number twenty seven into the rumble, mm-hmm. and this is okay. I had admittedly I had gotten to the point where I just didn't want to watch the guy, but from other people and the name that I the name that's easier to corroborate for it is Alvarez. He said I watched a lot of his stuff, you know, at the end of AEW, and he wasn't selling. He was gassed. He was blown up during the Rumble. He's breathing hard. He was he he did not have the cardio going, and then. He takes that future shock and gets hurt. It's like, man, it, it, there was nothing in this particular um, cascade of events that that was boding well for the future, you know. But that, what I don't get those. I feel like if you were to take a future shock and, and botched it, I feel like you would be much more likely to break an arm or dislocate your shoulder or your elbow because a muscle tear in that situation just does not seem conceivable to me unless your muscles are just that bad. Well, so let me, let me, cause I mean, it, it would be like, it'd be like, I, I mean, it's probably a bad, a bad, oh, I, I, and I didn't mean to interrupt you, Matt, but I think no, it'd be fine. like, it'd be like if you, if you stepped out on your front porch and fell on your face because you slipped on ice and tore a tricep. Like, how many times have you ever heard of a human being doing that? I don't know. Like that. I mean, it's, it's more rare, obviously. What were you going to say, Matt? Uh, I just wanted to go back a second because you said Alvarez said he looked gassed. I mean, he, he, in my opinion, he did. Uh, mm-hmm. And before everyone knew that he was hurt, with kind of the consensus that people were saying was that he looked gas and they're like, oh, this man's wa- he's washed. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like he did, he looked horrible in the rumble. But uh, was Alvarez referring to like him before, like his yeah. last there's... his last like kind of like between like June and September, however briefly he lasted for his it's... his kind of second it's one of those weird things where he had a bad WWE match and now people are allowed to tell the truth. And I saw a lot of people saying he looked really bad during his collision run. Mm. Well, I mean, he, it's possible. Like he was off for, for months rehabbing the first triceps tear. Uh, but he, he could have just not worked I, out. You know, I, on, honestly, I think, mm-hmm. I think even with this WWE run, I think he's just cash and checks and he doesn't care. I don't <clears> think he's putting in the, the work. He's obviously bulkier than he was, mm-hmm. but oh, he, I will say like when, when he kind of came back, uh, and kind of when, you know, he was fired, but is waiting around for a couple of months to see where he's going to go. Uh, and obviously WWE is where he landed. Like I did, he did look to me like he was in, I would say better shape in terms of like bulk, like he looked mm-hmm. more muscular, but, and maybe, I mean, there there have been there's been talk, and I think people are doing it to needle uh, Punk um, because, of course, he's straight edge. But there are people who have been like heavily insinuating, like that he's the reason that this tear he's been having triceps tears is that he's you know he's on the gas, like he's mm-hmm. using steroids. I, um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick up for him to the people saying that, mm-hmm. like, don't be dumb. Like he would if if he is doing steroids at his age and with his profession, he would be dumb to not be having some regimen just to deal with like 
the wear and tear of working. Uh, this is going to sound, I, I don't like him, but in, in giving fairness to him, like I, if he was, if it turned out he was like, I wouldn't even be like, oh, what a hypocrite CM Punk, because that's medical. to me, it's not, it's not the same yeah. as like, yeah, it's, well, I mean, they're obviously there's negative aspects of steroids and, and the reason why these things are, I mean, wrestling's a fake sport, so it's like, it, it's, this is not the same as, you know, John Jones taking performance enhancing drugs and then going out to compete or another this professional like athlete. bodybuilding with like, with yeah. fighting attached. And, and I it mean, needs it's... to be said when people, mm-hmm. people still have this stigma of like the eighties into the early aughts, like when guys are doing steroids now, it's heavily regimented and like doctor observed and they're not just juicing to the gills unless you're gender mm-hmm. <laughs> you're doing like and i think we talked about this it might have been on the lost episode but a lot of guys are doing it now but they're doing it much safer because they're cycling and like there is like they're they're doing a more scientific thing than like oh i'm just doing a shitload of steroids to get like big yeah there's a site there's a better understanding of the cycle now and the the other thing is and I'm willing, you know what? I, I will I will even say full benefit of the doubt that not not being on gas or anything like that, knowing full well that WWE is is a more body oriented uh, product. Okay, wanting to to bulk up to have the the more visual muscle look. Fair enough. My problem, and it's so weird how I learned this, but I spent a stint of my life selling exercise equipment. And one of the things that I learned in the part in the process is there is a reason that free weights and oddly enough, Bowflex are, are thought, at least at the time, were thought so highly of. Because if you have a machine that, you know, it's your, your typical weight machine where it's, you know, you've got plates and they're they're in the frame and they just go up and down, that sort of stuff. You're working your major muscle groups, but you're not having to stabilize anything. And that means that the connective tissue is not as strong. This is something that happened to Undertaker. It happened to Batista at least once. And so let's just say, you know, just just say, hey, um, not on the gas or anything like that, but was going for the going for the you know, territory look, so to speak, right? If you're doing the machine workout, and I don't, the only recollection I have of the, the workouts at the Performance Center was from that uh, horrible Edge Randy Orton street fight thing they did there. I didn't see a lot of free weight stuff. I remember seeing a lot of machines. And so if that's what he was doing there, then that connective tissue wouldn't be strengthened either. Um, I don't think he was doing much exercise, and I think he was checking out the uh, talent, if you know what I mean. <laughs> it, 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 I know that implication was floating, but I will, but again, <laughs> to be fair, I'm gonna, I'm gonna I will be, say, be fair to we him. don't know. I'm also going to be fair to him. How many of their women have torn an ACL in the last year. It's almost double digits. So the way they train at the performance center is rotten, in my opinion. 
there's there's very much something going on. And there's there's um, long term evidence that they don't train them properly. Like yeah. Well, there was. I know old time trainers would have trainees running calisthenics a lot. You know, it's like, okay, are you in the ring doing, uh, you know, are you, are you doing rope drills? Are you doing bump drills? No, you're on the outside doing squats. Do it. Don't you stop. You keep going. And it wasn't like the idea was not, we're trying to hurt you. The idea was more like, do you, do you want this? Because even if you're out, the people I trained with, I should make this clear. The people I trained with is if you were trying, even if you were gassed and dying, but you were still trying to move, you're showing heart. You're showing that you're like, I want to be in this. I'm wanting to do this. Okay. That's a hell of a lot better than the, what Hogan claimed about, um, getting his leg broke or whatever. Yeah. Was that, um, Hero Matsuda. I could not pull the name Matsuda. Like that was the claim. I don't. I don't I, dis I don't disbelieve Hogan on that because that's that jives with a lot of other horror stories I've heard about training back in the day. Yeah. You know, didn't Flair say they didn't even like smart him up smarten him up until like five seconds before his first match or something? I don't know. Um but I, I do know that there were some of them that like Foley's first book said that they'd have you get on like the the Greco Roman all fours position, then drop a knee across your Achilles Achilles. And if you came back, you really wanted to do it, Yeah. which just it seems like a scumbag way to go about it. But if that mentality persisted, it's like, yeah, well, if you're not doing go- stuff, you need to be working out. Then, yeah, you're overtraining because, yeah, I would go back once I felt better. And then I would have a baseball bat and take care of you in the parking lot <laughs> just for um, just for, you yeah. know. Yeah, you intentionally it. injured me for, yeah. you know. But, like, I don't want to be a wrestler. I'm just here to get my pound of flesh off of you. Yeah. Some mm-hmm. of those dudes are lucky that those guys didn't come back with a gun and, like, yeah. put, you know, it, it, in their head. It was a um, much more um, wild time. But if they're – overtraining is a very real thing. And if they're being overtrained, then I can absolutely see – how we're getting so many injuries and there's been, maybe there's that's been, what's happened here. There's been reports that they don't have enough coaches and stuff. And like, they don't, they don't give like real feedback. And like, that's why like guys like Ripper Rogers, they won't use because he tells you he's not like politically correct. And he's not, you know, it's like, I think Robert called it a hug box at one point, which I think is accurate, but I have a feeling that they just have people doing Hindu squats and bump drills that have, that are like, eight months into training versus doing anything productive with them. That uh, frustrates me. Well, with all the, uh, it almost came almost like a, an anti WTP sentiment the last few days. Uh, and we'll get to why, but uh, some of the stuff that happened way back in the day um, mm-hmm. in NXT, it was really under Bill DeMont. Uh, yeah. But that kind of came bubbling up, and oh, because Ryan came, Nemeth blew blew up Triple H up about that. Yeah, it it, it got brought up because people are trying to say like, yeah, that's great that Vince left, but there is a there's a culture, uh, even down to like the developmental that is there that they don't they don't necessarily protect or care for the talent, and well, uh, and I mean we right, I I mean right. um, I I know it's 
I know it's it's a gross situation to bring up, but even if you saw like the page like sex tape, like they were living in like hovels in those apartments down there too. Mm. Yeah, because um, they don't pay them shit. But the the Nemeth stuff came out that kind of put Triple H on blast, but it also it was a long letter that I guess uh, Judas Devlin wrote back in the day, and if you know who that is that's actually the guy who became luchasaurus or mm-hmm. Killswitch. oh i forgot he was involved with that yeah too. and he wrote like a kind of a scathing thing about everything going on with bill demont just like the abuse that they suffered uh like inappropriate comments like sexist racist uh, homophobic comments just not good things from bill demont but one of the things he said which i feel even you could say like, well they got rid of him it's like, okay, but... They only got rid of him because people found out about him. Yeah, uh, and maybe people enjoy, you know, Shawn Michaels and all better, but uh, and Matt Bloom, who I think Matt Bloom probably is a huge step up, but... I've never one heard thing anything he kind of, bad about Matt Bloom from any of yeah. the talents, so... I never have either. Yeah, one of the things, though, that he kind of mentioned, and I think it must actually, to some degree still be going on is that guys are getting injured under um, Bill DeMond by doing things that like it didn't make sense. And one of the things, for example, that that Luchasaurus or Killswitch used in, in that time is that they'd have them do drills, but they'd also have them do drills or do sequences in the ring when guys either weren't properly warmed up or that they were basically already fatigued. It's like, okay, go and do like, you know, do this move 10 times and it's like you do it 10 times like all right do it 10 times more and it's like uh, they wouldn't be like the, you know they wouldn't allow the guy to be like hey yeah i did it 10 times but i'm like i'm a little winded here and my, my 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 calves are a little like like kind of wore out from doing that like give me like two minutes to, to breathe and all i can do it again no we gotta do it now and it's like i mean i get you're, you're trying to toughen up a guy because if you're live on television or at a pay-per-view you can't just necessarily Take a powder. I mean, you can. Yeah, but, but, that's you know. what that's what that's what rust holds are for. That's what yeah. for. Um, hey, I'm winded. Can you dump me to the outside? Yeah. Like, now that said, I think obviously different environment, different climate now, but I do think it kind of kind of sparked in my mind. I'm like, you know what? Like, I think to a certain level, they are still doing that sort of stuff in the sense that they're just having them do drills. Or they're having them do sequences or training that where they probably they're probably fatiguing people. And we know from and to go with that point, we know especially mm-hmm. from like science and like studies in the NFL and stuff that fatigue directly correlates with injuries. Yeah. yeah. Especially in a business where you are trusting the other person with your health and safety, trying to do new or difficult moves when they have been training all day and they're going to be worn out means that they're not going to be steady. They're not going to be as strong as they might need to be to do it safely. And I believe I could be wrong, but I believe that that was one of the things in the, the Devlin letter. Mm -hmm. And it is a, yes, DeMont. I mean, even when DeMont was on, on that uh, season of tough enough, I mean, he was he was a dirtbag to those folks, too. The and they were trying, you know, they're trying to humanize him a little bit. But if even half the allegations that were in that were true, then DeMott was 
It was like he was actively trying to get people hurt to just throw his weight around and throwing people back in the ring when the doctor is like, look, you need a month of rest to not be, uh, you know, to heal up. Part of the reason I'm as wrecked as I am is because at various points in my life, I didn't take enough time healing up and just was like, all right, good enough, push through. And now my body's machinery is permanently damaged. And DeMott would be like, you know, I don't don't be be a whatever, you know, get in there and do it. It's like Doc said that, you know, I need two weeks off so that my neck will heal. It doesn't matter. Get in there and do it anyway. It's like. And there's. There's promotions in Japan, like I can't think of her name, but there is a 16-year-old girl in stardom that has been doing it for 10 months. Looks mm-hmm. way better than some of their trainees that have been on TV for years. Like if she was in well, NXT, yeah. she would be like top 10 in their, their women's division. I, I mean that – again, I, I'm not super knowledgeable, um, like a, an aficionado per se of, of Joshi Wrestling, but I've tried to watch a lot more of it in the last couple of years and yeah, like they're, they're generally on a different level in terms of, even, I mean, I would even argue like American women's wrestling yeah, in but general, but certainly like, like the, NXT, even the new Japan guys, like you'll, you'll watch a show and there'll be a, a guy with five matches way better than guys that have been on NXT for like years. Yeah. I, I told you this, like Tokyo Joshi, Joshi pro, uh, or even some of stardom, like the the lower card stardom, girls or even tokyo joshi pro like the, the the workers who are even more like comedy workers or you know they're not really pushed seriously like like palm harajuku i'm a fan of she's more she's almost exclusively like a comedy worker but when you boil it down to like when she has to actually do like fundamental stuff like she's actually it's actually very competently done well, and I um think and they i think they're smarter with how they mm-hmm. do it though so shad if, if you if you've seen like a stardom opener or even a new mm-hmm. japan you'll see it so what a lot of the, the early trainees guys do is they'll just be like, okay, well, you have like six minutes. Just do what you're good at. Don't worry about the psychology. Just like do what you're good at. Fill the time and, mm-hmm. you know, we'll, we'll critique you. And then you'll probably – and like sometimes they'll even be in like a six-man a six and their trainer will be out there like calling traffic yeah. for them. And, and they what, what? won't have a lot of logic, but they'll just be doing like – they'll just be doing stuff. You're doing reps and you're getting used to being in front of the crowd and you're getting used to not freaking out being in front of the crowd. That all makes sense. Now, the one thing, the one caveat that I will give to what you're saying is that the um, the style in Japan is different than it is in the States. But I will not, you know, it's, it's got a different focus. And so getting into the psychology might might be a little more difficult. But, you know, if you're out doing – if you've got that much time and you've been featured on TV, I'm kind of of the opinion that you should be further along. Well, they, um, they do other things though. So like once they've done that for a bit, then they'll kind of promote up. And then like – so like in New Japan, like that guy you saw – a couple weeks later, you might see him go out there in like second from the bottom, and it's like, oh, you're gonna work with Tenzon for eight minutes, mm-hmm. and then Tenzon's just gonna walk him through a match for eight minutes, and he's gonna, you know, you it is you're gonna see like Tenzon's gonna be like, okay, well, you know, this is how we pace it, like, okay, now we're gonna do this to get the crowd to do this, and I yeah. think, I because to me, and I think that's where NXT gets wrong. Like, I think like, 
I think working eight minutes with Yuji Nagata in a live match situation would be worth like a year of like rehearsed dog crap in NXT. One of the best learning experiences I ever had was working with um, with John Noble, who again I know I've, I've referenced him before, but that's not. Um, I know that that's it. Don't mean a whole lot, but this was this was the guy who was effectively the local pro who really knew what he was doing. He was really good going and working with him and we could be in the middle of something and he would say like, okay, you hear that? Now we got him do this. And he would, he would point out to me, we are at this. Now we're going to do this. And I, it helped me put the pieces together. That was great. Like that, that was a, that was a hell of a learning experience. And I, I wish I could have had more of that. I understand why I couldn't. It's just the way that the world worked out. But, um, you know, the training that I hear about the Performance Center, like at some point you're, you can have positive feedback training that has corrective action in it. it says, OK, that's a really cool move, but don't do that because it's going to get somebody hurt. And there's a reason why you don't see people doing that. It's it's too risky to do consistently. Something like that, you know. I feel like I feel like certain times too, like that stupid move Killer Cross is trying to do now. Oh, oh God. God. I feel like I feel like there needs to be an agent or someone that needs to sit down with a guy. And I mean not be like critical of it, but it's like, okay, like we're gonna go through this. Now we need you need to tell me situations like okay now how can someone foil you doing this move how you know how are you gonna do it to this kind of guy how are you gonna do it to that kind of guy like how are they gonna get out of it like how can you like this blow up in your face like you know what I mean like I feel like as an agent like I would sit down with someone that wants to do a new move and be like okay so let's let's thought process this out and if it's fine it's fine but like like I'll use a great one that people would crap on like the Meltzer driver from the bucks. Mm -hmm. You know why I love the Meltzer driver? Because there's a million ways that you can, the Meltzer driver can blow up in their face. Okay. I'm with you because, but because, okay, you can, someone can get pushed into the ropes. Like you can counter the guy setting up for the tombstone. Like there's, there's so many flexible ways that you can change it up to have it go wrong. You can do it I, to make it even simpler. One of the one of the finishes I used was an ankle lock. What can I do with an ankle? I could catch or I could pick an ankle lock at any point, and they had ways to get out of it before I got it cinched in. Like I'd grab it and go to cinch it, and they could wiggle out. They could kick off. They, they could, could roll through. They could go to the ropes. For a roll up if they caught yeah. you right. That's that's what I love about the figure four leg lock. There's yes so much you can do with that. Like you can roll flare up, you can turn it, you can get to the ropes, you can kick him off. Yeah, you can punch him. Like there's all sorts of. And so, the problem that I have with Cross's move, first of all, the problem I have with Cross's move is, it's overly complicated for the sake of being complicated. Yeah, that's that's number one. There's there is no reason why. Doing a pump handle power slam isn't enough. Nobody nationally is doing that right now, and it looks good. If you if you get the lift on it and the snap on it, you don't even have to snap it. If you can get the lift on it good, 
and then just do the power slam part. Just get the lift, put them up on your shoulder, walk it around and do the power slam, whatever. Or maybe they're like, well, Braun does the power slam. We're waiting for him to come back. Fine. But you're doing a pump handle lift into a power slam over the shoulder position and then trying to, like, just chuck the guy into an F5 landing. It's entirely too messy. It's and it doesn't it, look it's good too enough. busy. Yeah, it's too, and it's, it's too much. And it doesn't and look it's like unsafe. it hurts. It doesn't look like it hurts when he does it either. But it can fuck the guy up really bad. Like that's the worst combination you can get of. Well, it doesn't even look like it knocks someone out, but oh, you can break their neck. It it does not look safe, and I don't I don't like that. Um, I don't like. The, the implication on what and could happen not, with that. He's not a good enough wrestler, coordinated enough as a person to be doing something. Yeah. But so, I have, I have distinct, I have distinct opinions on finishers that I feel like should be universal truths. Like, um, I'll use another great one, even though Shad doesn't like it one, but the rain, like the rainmaker, like the ripcord suplex is a great one because there's so much that can go wrong and it's so easy to get someone in it. It, it's yeah, it's fine. I, I don't love it, but it's fine. Go for it. You know, I mean, my the biggest problem with with it was everybody trying to ripcord something out of it. It's like, let's let's take it a little easy. Here, I, but. I actually mm-hmm. watched there is. Um, oh, it was. Um, I don't remember who it was. Now it was, it was in stardom. Uh, someone went to do that to uh, another woman and she did the turn, and she she just ate a lariat from the other woman. It was great. Was it Mariah? Did Mariah like, <laughs> yeah, Mariah, lariat someone? No, they were doing it to Mariah, and Mariah just like took their head off when like mm. she turned. It was it was a really good counter because she can throw a nasty lariat. Yeah, yeah, that's that's like whatever signature moves the lariat. Oh, who um, was it? She, it was whoever beat her at Queendom did it to her. Oh, uh, Sayori. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But their training, it feels like, is just – it's not it's thought through well enough. Dash. And I feel like that's bleeding over to other people. And if if all you're getting – you know, let's just say charitably that Punk goes there and he's he's working out there and he's lifting weights and he's being around these younger people and he's like – well, you know, people wouldn't listen to me the other place, so maybe they'll take my advice here in this developmental place and that sort of thing. All right. Okay, sure. Fine, whatever. But if all he's doing is lifting weights with the machines, then what, you know, you're going to get a tear like that. I now, I'm sorry, like... Matt. I cut you off too. Oh, I'm uh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, no. I was going to say it felt like puff PR stuff. I don't even think he was working out that much down there. I think that was just for like for his like anti AEW stuff. I, I mean, to go back to, <clears throat> to go back to what I was saying, mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me. Like I, if, if he was on steroids, like it almost like, I, I would not hold that against him necessarily. No, I wouldn't either. Cause like, um, Matt- he, like the straight edge thing, it's like, he's not to me. It's, it's far more true to him. Straight edge. If he still is like alcohol free, cigarette yeah. free i mean he might drug. be a better person if he drank a little bit <laughs> i would take a xanax like get on some psych <laughs> meds he needs way more than xanax <laughs> yeah. um 
Yeah, he, uh, I don't know. Like, I, we don't refer injuries here on this podcast, but, no. I mean, given all that he's talked about, all, all he's run his mouth, and really, if you read between the lines, it sure does seem that a lot of information he was probably passing on to, you know, his his friends in the media, like, like Nick Hausman. Because all of a sudden, Dick Housman's like spreading stories about how, like, oh, WB is interested in getting, and getting the the WWE Raw, like, and of course people ran with that. And yeah, were like, oh, Nick Housman went totally yeah. radio silent over the injury. Yeah, uh, but I mean, yeah, that that's that's clearly like that was a story that, it, to my opinion, it seems Punk fed to him because Punk actually does have friends. Uh, in the WB, so it's like I'm I'm sure WB because of the relationship with Pong did have a meeting. Oh, I mean, but I mean, let's be honest. Like, if you were WB, mm. you would you need to kick the tires. Like we we talked about that before, especially yeah. with like talent. Because there's this weird thing where <clears throat> the tribalism is so bad. Like people get mad at talent from going to one company to the other, and it's like, well, you know, mm. they're still trying to make money. Like you you should kick the tires on both companies. And like take both of them for every cent they're worth because um, that's that's part of the game on your end. And 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 um, so I mean with WB, yeah, you should kick the tires. But I think what happened to the way because Halsman started spinning it like real quick after that. And mm-hmm. I think they sat down with them and WWE was like, "This is what we want," and WB was like, "LOL, no." Yeah. Uh, and I, but think I mean, it, I think I, it was bad. I, but, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. Well, I would just. To finish my thought, I was just going to say, like, I, I think that he probably leaked that story to Hausman, who ran with it. Yeah. And it it's obviously something that didn't come true. But what did it do for a few days? It just all the really like hardcore WWE fans uh, and all the anti AEW uh, content creators out there basically just using it. as like, oh, look, see, like WB's really upset with AEW. They don't like the ratings like AEW. You know, they're dying because that's the whole whole meme and it obviously these this stuff can be refuted and it doesn't make doesn't pass the smell test in a lot of ways because if wb was so <coughs> scary upset with aew then it's like why do they keep giving them shows why do they well, you know keep giving tony khan overruns and everything like that why yeah. do they prominently feature aew when they're doing marketing and Meltzer uh, did stir that pot a bit because he, he talked mm-hmm. about he did numbers <laughs> He did mm-hmm. math. He did math, which people hate math and numbers, especially when <laughs> using them. But he did um he did a comparison where he talked about with like how both how Raw, I don't remember if SmackDown was on there, but how Raw and Dynamite mm-hmm. were performing versus like what TV erosion was doing and where their numbers should be. And mm-hmm. AEW was slightly overperforming where they should be, actually decently overperforming, and Raw was massively underperforming. Oh, yeah. Because that's the thing. When people talk about the ratings, though, is like and and some people pointed that out as the year over years and stuff like, yeah, AEW hasn't grown a lot in the ratings. But the other thing is their um, their year over year disintegration is very minimal. Like they're not growing, but they still they've still kind of been in the same range for like five years, which is pretty amazing for non like NFL and like WWE keeps going down. Yeah, and and we've kind of we kind of briefly talked about it, I feel on this show, but like Melser and he he recently like last like week or so he's kind of well I mean last week has been busy but last couple weeks I guess he's really hammered down the point 
that it's all like to a certain extent some of this talk about ratings and everything is noise it's really about what's the added value of the promotion and at forbes forbes basically values aew at like two billion dollars which Meltzer has said that he disagrees with but it's certainly like it's probably it, like the valuation billion, he he like absolutely reasonably says like yes the the valuation of this company should be like a billion he may quab he may like quibble and disagree with two billion but fine it's that but it's like okay then aew is a billion dollar company in added value and i do think he he again like he he brought a I mentioned this on the show, but he brought a really great analogy where it's like if you you buy a house for a certain price, you then put tens of thousands of dollars <clears throat> in the in that house. So maybe <clears throat> maybe you have like five hundred thousand invested in the house, and that's the way it is for like ten years, twenty years. It's like, well, <clears throat> sorry, my throat's really dry. Oh, it's fine. Nothing worse than trying to talk through that on the. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, but it's like you're not. You're not gaining any money. You're not profiting per se from the house. But then, let's say you turn around and you sell the house that you spent like five hundred thousand on for like three million. It's like, well, you had a lot of value, didn't you? Like, it's actually, it's not this house wasn't worth five hundred thousand. It's worth three million, whatever you sold it for. So that's a good point. It's like AEW has only increased, and you can say like, well, WWE has never been more profitable, and that's certainly true in terms of. Like the TV deals they they have, but still, like there these kind of bring it back to the point. Like th- these were stories that were being passed around. I feel by in my <clears throat> in my opinion, Punk. So well, I'm sorry that he's hurt. Uh, I think he was stirring the pot, so it's almost like yeah, he's gonna he has a lot of egg on his face. I think yeah. <laughs> I, but I will say, I think I think the crowd was a little gross last night chanting what at him. But I mean, that's 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 one w- of the worst things. But it's a WWE crowd like they're a bunch of idiots. Yeah, I, I hate that they, stupid chant, but it, they, it's what they've cultivated. Yeah. Yeah. It's what they've cultivated. Like this is like they're not even serious for you know fans that live and die with, by the WWE. It's like they're not even serious about people who are legit coming out there and saying like I I. I'm hurt. I can't actually be there at WrestleMania. Yeah. So they said four to six months. I honestly think if I was, I mean, and they, they won't because they're dumb, but I mean, how can you trust him to, to like push him at all because he can't stay healthy. I, so not to be, not to be mean. And I, I don't think I said it on the show, but <clears throat> sort of like on our Twitter, like when he, when he saw it, when it was obviously he debuted Survivor Series, I think mm-hmm. I even said on on Twitter that it's like it's not really gonna matter. Like he'll be hurt, like you know, within a year I'll probably get hurt. He'll probably get hurt again. And lo and behold, it took like his second match back. Oh, I thought he was I gonna guess. get hurt. Like I thought he was gonna at least make it to Mania before he got. Oh, hurt. I I kind of did. I if I would have told you like it would not surprise me if he got hurt in 2024. Majorly, minorly, like if he got hurt, but yeah, I, I would have thought he would have at least gone to like Mania, especially um, WWE because you know what's amazing, comparison wise, <laughs> is Edge could not stay healthy in WWE, and he's stayed remarkably healthy in AEW. 
and he's doing he's having a really good run. But you know, it, but I think the difference is 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 what we've talked about before though is he's allowed to he's not overproduced he's allowed to cheat on bumps and stuff which I think helped him stay healthier. Yeah, he, he <clears throat> Edge has been at it long enough that he knows what he's doing and he knows how to do what he needs to do. Um, that look, were I still still working, AEW would be the dream because now AEW's tough because if you want to be successful and do stuff, you've got to come up with your own stuff to be to get out there and do and, and you know be notable for. But you also have the freedom to figure that. You think that like. For example, do you think WWE would let John Silver work the way John Silver works? I don't think so. They'd make him a comedy guy. Yeah, and he's good at it, so he'd probably be over at that. He'd but be like Shorty Beardo or something. Shorty Shorty J or something. But yeah, in they let you have the freedom to do things the way you need to do them and do what you're you're feeling up to. Um, now all of that being said, you know, Cody wins the rumble. He's supposed to be taking on Roman again. I honest to God would be absolutely flummoxed if Cody doesn't win at mania. Like you have to have him and Roman mix it again, man. I don't know Uh, if if we get to, to mania and they're like, no, we shouldn't do it yet. There. I don't. Whoever's in charge should say, "Sit down, shut up. The, this is o- what we're doing." Only the they should have done it last year, but only the most diehard of like Fed fans still want Roman as champion. Like I'm really seeing, like even people that are like diehard WWE apologists, I'm starting to see be like, "Oh man, get the belt off of him already." So <clears throat> guilty pleasure for me. Every now and then I get, I. I I meander around, I wall around in Reddit R squared circle. Which is, and, which is, I don't know what happened to that. I used to enjoy that sub a couple years ago, but it has gotten like just full of like absolute idiots. It's, it's just like Twitter. It, it's there, are, there are people who push so far to one side or the other well, I think that it's got to be either or. Th- there's a fair bit of astroturfing on there, which I think, yeah, there's a lot there, like a lot of I think a lot of that because Tony Khan kind of got clowned for that. But I do think I do think there is a bit of bot activity that tries to encourage it because people yeah. are chasing engagement for it, which like astroturfing is really good for. And Reddit is heavily astroturfed outside of even even just. That yeah, I, I, I think the claim is like half the accounts on their bots but in any event like you can go thread by thread different threads draw different people and fed fans are drawn to wwe threads which makes sense but they are filled with people like i can't take any more bloodline stuff i'm done with this and there is a huge push on there for like the can we get the cody like as soon as I don't re- I don't remember what it was, but it was something Cody's like, you know, I'm entering for the rumble and the we will not flinch movement took off. It's like, no, we're behind Cody no matter what. We're going to see this through. Look, 
it it's time for that. Um, you have to give people hope. I think that's why they're turning on it is because there's no end in sight. I mean, I I've become so demoralized by it that I'm I'm still not sure. Like I don't believe I'll believe it when it happens. Same. Same, but until until this is also until he pins him and comes out on Raw and they don't find some like horseshit way to like give it back to Roman, like I will believe it. I it it also I would say it doesn't it really doesn't matter. Like if even if Cody you know finishes the story it, that she ended last year, like that's yeah a yeah like the 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 dramatic climax of it. Uh, they had they somehow like stumbled ass backwards into two one being of course roman either lose roman loses to sammy or it could be roman loses to dakota <clears throat> and right. they they screwed up on both of those the, the sammy one upsets me because well he has nothing now but the only reason the bloodline even got remotely hot is because of him yeah because I think uh, the the flagship guys pointed out that when Sasha was on SmackDown before Sammy heated up the Bloodline, she was doing better like ratings for her segments than Roman was. And remember, this is before Sammy heated them up too. Remember, a Roman and Brock face off on SmackDown that was on FX1 against Rampage did a t- like did a, a straight up tie with the Bunny. Yeah, in AEW. Actually, I think the bunny actually did slightly. She, better. yeah, she outdrew them. Um, the because like the thing is, I don't, I don't get it. Like the people that are super into Roman, like when when you watch segments, even when he's in, even if it's like a decent segment, it's never because of him. He just stands around like looking perplexed half the time. He he stands there and he looks pensive and it's boring. Okay, uh, it. Look, it's one note, and that's that's not interesting. But I am in this place where it's like this. There, this absolutely like this is this is set up. They've been talking. They've they've said to finish the story for a year. Like, man, if they don't do it here, then they're gonna detonate detonate this 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 rise that they're on and yeah, they're on a rise. They're, they're doing better than they were. So well, but they'll, they'll they, blow it up. They've slowed down. They were slowing down considerably like in the second half of last year, but they'll blow that up if they don't do it. So I mean, I'm blow just it up saying, way, cause I, I don't know. Cause the other problem is though, is like, even if you give it to Cody, which you do, they haven't built, they haven't built shit for like two years now. Like what do you do with Cody? <laughs> He's probably he probably is like the most over guy, like on their entire roster. Mm-hmm. But it's it's diminished but, though. He's he's it lost. It is diminished. Yeah, yeah, but it's I agree with you though. It's like, well, who do you who? I mean, I I, I guess Drew. Yeah, but who cares but Drew's about contract Drew? Drew's contract is up in April, so unless he resigns, then it's like who? But who cares Man. about Drew though? Like you know, <laughs> they, I mean, Drew I, I, and I like Drew, cooked but... a promo last night. <laughs> But I like I like Drew, but like <laughs> Drew's like Kevin Owens to me now. I immediately problem, don't care about Kevin Owens because he's just a the bitch. Pro, the like, problem is like they they screwed around with Drew too much that it's like yeah it's it really is it's Cody's moment. Um, 
but you need to put the title on Drew because you've given him like eight different title opportunities and he's lost. So if you want him to be credible, then you really need to put the title on him. <clears throat> and you should. I mean, I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know if he's going to resign. <clears throat> if he does resign, then I guess you could do like Drew versus Seth yeah. at Mania. They already did Drew versus Seth. With their plans pretty obviously falling apart, it that seems like their best bet currently. I, here's what I would do if I to, to salvage it. So I would rework Elimination Chamber to put the IC title on the line, do some fuckery to get it off Gunther, and mm-hmm. then turn around and do Gunther and Seth at Mania and just put the belt on Gunther. I mean, that's people advocating for that's what I would do. I'm sorry, Matt. You got super quiet there, buddy. Uh, I was going to say, like, there are people who are advocating for that. At least it'd be different. Yeah. At least it'd be yeah. different. Well, you're taking another per. You're taking someone they have built up um, and doing something with him. So that's that. I mean, that's pretty cool. You know, that's that's different from what it has been, but. I don't know, man. We, we'll we'll just have to see. It maybe they got to do something different though. They've just had the same people in the main yeah. events over and over and over and over again, and it's been a problem for twenty years now. Where they don't like it takes forever to get anyone even remotely different in the main. Yeah, it, it, it's it's been a it's been really an uphill battle because. By doing, um, by doing it the way they have been doing it, and then having to create a whole nother, you know, consolation title, it, it's it has been a detriment to their whole product because you can't move people up. If you can't move people up, then you can't build new people. It, Look, like I said, the um, you know if you go in the square R squared circle, the Fed fans that's that's the name that I use for it. I know it's not the Fed anymore, but just roll with it, I guess. They want to see more out of LA Knight, but they're also like, well, the best we can kind of hope for is the U.S. title. It's like, but if you're if you got someone as over as he is. Why? But Shad, like, L.A. Knight's old, even though he's, like, younger than half of their main eventers. Right? Yeah. Younger than The Miz, younger than Lashley. Yeah. Probably, like, about the same age as, uh... Younger than Damian Priest, who, like, they keep pushing over him. People, uh, people have noted, like, um... Because it's like, well, what's what's Cody going to do? Who, what, like, what title is he going to challenge for? Uh, what are they going to do with Seth? What's, what are they going to do with Drew? And people have noted on, on Twitter that it's like, no one's talking about like a Damian Priest getting a match. No one Mania. cares. And it's like, he's the money in the bank holder. It, yeah, he... No, uh, that's, that's why it was dumb giving it to him, because no one cares. Like, And did you just see the story? Like, I don't know where it came out, but Shawn Michaels just said like he had to save his job repeatedly before he got who? to the main roster. LA Knight. Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah, they kept trying to fire him, and Shawn Michaels was like, "No, I need him for storylines. That's the only reason he still has a job." 
And look what happens. He he goes into a feud that he was supposed to get squashed in and got crazy over. Because the guy knows what he's doing. Yeah. Why? God, they should He He's one of another that they should have ridden that train on, but didn't. So. But I do think it's funny what Matt said, though, is like. There's like, oh, you never see Damian Priest come up and like he got the money in the bank. And like I said at the time, it was stupid. You should have given it to L.A. Knight because no one cares about Damian Priest. Yeah, it's. And well, in any event, this the the whole thing with the Rumble and Punk getting hurt, which is unfortunate, but not know, unexpected. It's not unexpected. Um. I think he's got meant to that I think he's got to retire. Like it's it's um I don't I don't think he's going to. He's just going to get hurt again though. No, he, look. This is his his third serious injury. His second tricep injury. Yeah, in 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 like the last two years. Like the first one was his own when he broke his yeah, well, first, yes, but the first moment he broke his foot, it's like, well, you could say, like, well, that's that's purely just accidental. It's, it's a freak thing. Okay. But the two tricep injuries, it's like, look, they, I think his body is, it, like, he's in his 40s now, and he... It's like, um, if you compared watch, to other. If you watch football and a guy's starting to get washed, like, there's... <clears throat> I'll use Tony Romo as a great example. Like, when Tony Romo finally retired, like, the injuries he was starting to get were, like, bone like bra- bone breaks and, like, spinal compressions and stuff. And, like, you can tell, like, in sports, like, when athletes are starting to get those, like, your body saying it's time to stop injuries. Mm, that's what he's yeah. getting. So, and, and uh, to a certain extent, this isn't entirely fair, just just like that's just how it works but to a certain extent it's genetic like some people are just genetically more athletic or they're more physically resilient mm-hmm. um and obviously there are guys in their 50s who are still doing this or close to 50 uh i mean look aw signed uh, adam copeland edge and christian and both those guys have been like doing amazing now they're not necessarily going out every week and like physically doing a, a really hard hitting match, but they're still holding up way better like, than him. It's super athletic. <laughs> and even if you go with like Jericho, like J- Jericho, <laughs> if you see Jericho live, like Jericho, even at 50 is like a, an athletic freak. Like he does like uber, like graceful stuff in the ring. Like, His dad was a professional like sports player. So, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, you would think and you would hope that like some of that athleticism, those genes like pass on to him. But you could see it in Jericho too, though. When he <laughs> lost weight, like that explosiveness came back and stuff and he got way better in the ring because he got that weight off. Mm. Jericho is also smart enough to adjust how he works. He does not do what he used to do. So, his style has changed over time. And Muda, Muda did it too. Like um, when he won wrestler of the year in like 2001, like he greatly changed his style to like help with his knees and stuff. And mm-hmm. that's why he wrestled until he was like 60 on like Kenta Kabashi or, you know, some of those other guys. I mean, even though Kenta Kabashi did attack Suzuki on a 
train. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Didn't uh, didn't Mudo like have like both knees replaced? Yeah, but I think he um. I think it was funny though. Um, did you see? Did you see the conversation Edge and Suzuki had like during the, before their match? <laughs> no, um, I did not. Where Edge is like, "Well, I've been doing this for." Th- 36 years and suzuki's like i've been doing it for 38 i guess that makes you my young boy huh (laughs) i heard about that actually it's a pretty good gag um so all of that happens and and cody wins the rumble and cody well okay so we'll see how that better pr handler than um triple h is by far yeah, that goes into the scrum, and with the news that broke over the week about the Vince lawsuit filing, um, this this whole thing blows up. And shockingly, I mean, so many so many post pay per view uh, media scrums go softball. Yes, that upsets me too. Um, yeah. They go so- <laughs> they go softball. They didn't like people uh, actually let's, went af- let's give after credit, it. Let's give credit where credit's due on this one because I'm shocked he actually did it. But CM Punk's <clears> little <throat> uh, bitch boy Nick Hossman did ask the question. He did, and I was absolutely shocked. Yeah, yeah. I don't but know what we've made got... him do that, but God, that answer was so bad. People, I you know what? I, for, people have their own motivations. I don't know if it, but I, I think. So many people, myself included, were like, yeah, he's just a, you know, he's a suck up. He's not going to actually do anything serious there. He's just, he's going to just be a clown. And I think that that he was like, you know what? I actually need to not do that uh, to have some sort of reputation. Yeah, because you know who's not smart enough to do that is Ryan Satin. Hmm. (laughs) So we had... They got the question, and Triple H's response was, "I haven't read the lawsuit. I and I'm wanting to, you know, we had we had a great week, and I'm wanting to focus on the positives. It's like, yeah, okay. First of all, item one, uh, there is no way that I believe that um, that you don't know what's in that lawsuit. Like, no, there is no, no because you pulled like it." it it has been reported multiple places that they pulled Lesnar and gave the Lesnar spot lock, stock, and barrel to Braun Breaker. Mm-hmm. And with the exception of Pat McAfee going in the ring, looking at Lesnar and eliminating himself, like that was the only difference. And like, um, um, Alvarez totally called him to the carpet for that too. And so we have now this um well and you know what's, what pisses me off about it is you know how easy and i'm 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 just a i'm just a fucking moron that's never been in this position before but you this is this is what you say you say and um <clears throat> well even if you want to be snarky about it like which i think dana white would do like if dana white was in this situation you'd be like come on man you know you know i'm not allowed to talk about that which is still a better answer but you say well <laughs> you know this is an ongoing investigation. I am not allowed to talk about it or under advisement from our legal department. I am not able to talk about that. Like, you know what though? It's an ongoing lawsuit. You know, you know, I can't discuss it. Yeah. I was about to say like, you're like, it's an ongoing investigation. It isn't. And that's part of the whole problem is that they're supposed to investigate this. And, 
uh, you know, Triple H and both, both Triple H and Stephanie were part of like the the investigative team, allegedly, yeah. who was going to be investigating this. And it's come out that with the, the lawsuit filing that they neither one of them actually uh, investigated the the accuser. They didn't, is, they, didn't interv- they didn't interview her. There is an executive <laughs> I saw in a headline somewhere that did claim they tried to contact her, but I don't know. I don't. I don't know that I believe that at all. But if they, the, the facts of the matter, and Chad, I'll let you get your point in a second. Okay. But uh, the facts is that they, the accused is saying, the accuser, sorry, the accuser is saying that they never interviewed me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I haven't, I haven't done a lot of it, but in, in my, like, profession, I have, I did for a time do harassment investigations. Um, nothing as awful as the kind of things that have been alleged with this lawsuit, but. Uh, harassment invest like investigations i did a few of those and at, at a minimum there are two individuals that you are going to actually interview over everyone else mm-hmm. and that is the person making the accusation and the person who is being accused of whatever the the offense is um and based upon statements they made or things that you hear about them or from them you know you may you may include other witnesses people who are perhaps also culpable or what have you, but you, those two people at least. So the fact that they never did with her, according to her, if that's factual, then that is, then this was a joke from the very beginning. Now, can can Mm -hmm. I play slight devil's advocate that I don't believe, but Mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there. Now let's say, let's say we're in that situation and like, let's say it was Ric Flair Mm -hmm. and this accusation is against Ric Flair. You and I go in that back room and it's like, I think my first reaction would be like, do we need to even talk to anyone? Like, can we just punish him and like be over with it because we know he did it? <laughs> I can I can appreciate that, but it's like you also it it to a certain level, and in this case, it was you were acting not just like you're acting essentially as an officer of the company. I feel and like you, it was you a need, sham. you owe a duty. Yeah, I feel like it was a sham, and like his whole coming back thing was just PR spin, and the idea was that he was just gonna lay low for five oh, or for six months and come yeah. back. Like that's that's kind of I, always my opinion. Like if it, it was, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, but I was gonna say like I could see I could see that situation. I don't think it's ideal, but if if it, if it was like well, like we know he did it, so like can we just like you know take action? But like I still think you should. You should still dot your I's and cross your T's because Triple H just gave such a poor performance. Like I don't even like if he had, it's like the old meme. Like there's, there's a meme out there, which I'm sure you probably have seen. If not, you, you know, it's out there, but it's basically, it's like a guy holding a sign. Um, and it's like our expectations were low, but holy shit. It's like <laughs> my expectations it. were real low, but you somehow did an even worse he like, made issue it. than he made it the fact, worse though. Like his response, like, it got it got and, way more attention after and, that. And that, that's really a problem, which doesn't really it doesn't speak well for him within the company. Is that this this whole lawsuit and the details of it because it's so scandalous and so salacious. Don't read it. So I, I honestly recommend don't don't read it. It's it not, is. I, I it I, causes I, sanity damage. Like I did read it. Yeah, it, really I did read it. Um. I was... And there are things about that that it's like it's really it's super disturbing. It and I was there are... I was out after I heard about the pooing on her head like during a threesome. You, you know what? Like that part actually gets me 
And the reason it does is because uh, there, there are allegations in this that she, the woman is basically flat out saying that there were instances where she, she is effectively she was raped. Like she yeah. did not want to engage in intercourse with Vince and or John Leonidas or others, who knows. Um, and at times like she was, you know, they, were, they forced themselves on her. Mm-hmm. But the whole like the whole defecation thing to me, like is that somehow that's the thing that sticks in me, like in my head. And it's it almost such worse. a Vincism. That's why. But it, it's no, well, it's worse to me. And it's like, how is that worse than actual like, you know, like sexual assaults, like rape? It's, it's, it's worse such than this. It's such a. Um, it's it's the degradation of it yeah. to me, and that's why it makes it worse to me. That's why it sticks in my mind because it's like it's it goes to such a degrading level, even beyond like an actual like sexual assault slash rape, that it it to me it edges into like sexual sadism. Like he's oh, just yeah, that's about what I was gonna say. Yeah. Like not just obviously if you if you're raping or assaulting a woman you're scum of the earth like you're an awful piece of shit but the fact that he was dead like degrading her at the same time there's something it's like this is a level of sadism that it's like beneath beneath the fucking jail with you there's something there's something about like there's something i think the reason it's so disturbing is that one there's something about it that gets like straight into his brain that like Mm -hmm. did makes it so disconcerting because it's like you get like a a clear view of things for like a millisecond and it's just like yeah yeah but that that i mean that goes back to like triple h's response what makes it even particularly worse and i agree with you like the the easy way to pass the buck and you it wouldn't be an answer that people would be happy with but it would be like a for from a pr perspective a sufficient answer it would be like, hey, you know, this is a an ongoing lawsuit. I can't really discuss it. Yeah. Uh, but a, as you all know, like Vince McMahon is no longer part of the company, so we will proceed forward. Uh, you know, and I will not speak to matters that are, you know, an ongoing legal basis. I I can't speak to those matters. Yeah. And that people would not have been happy with that, you know. But at least like he would have covered his bases. To be like, oh, I actually, I mean, you know, I haven't read it. Uh, but we had a great week, guys. It's like. Let's focus on the positives. It's like, are you kidding me? Even if he and, had said something like, like, look, you know, um, <clears throat> there's a lot to process there and I'm not really ready to say anything about it yet. What wouldn't be. But what makes it particularly bad and Meltzer brought this up and it's so true. It's like to be that way. It's like, oh, I haven't read it. You know, I'm just, I'm trying to focus on the positives here, guys. Like yeah. just, I'm just, I'm just worried about the vibes that, it's like, let's pull back the curtain. This man is accused of sexual assault, rape, sexual trafficking, trafficking, yeah. trafficking. And that's just this one woman. There are other women that he has NDAs with, which. And the second, um, that's the other thing that's been talked about. If if they nullify that NDA, like the floodgates mm-hmm. are wide well, open. Uh, Meltzer and, and Alvarez, either today or you know the last day or so, we're actually talking about that. And the, the kind of theory they're working with, which I think is probably dead on, is that part of this lawsuit was to try to either either invalidate this old ones or essentially almost like it's it's a fishing lure to try and get the other women to come forward and you know share their stories, which would obviously be helpful to 
the accuser in this case, the the complainant in this case. Um, yeah, she seems like I, I think the because we were talking about settlement earlier, and I don't know if they're going to necessarily be able to settle this because I don't even think the way they've handled this so far, I don't think it's about the money with um, this claimant. It depends. I think I think that TKO it's in their business to settle this as quickly as possible and the best that they can, even if they have to pay her a lot of money, because if, if the whole house of cards were individuals start getting exposed, like the black guy, this is going to deliver is amazing. It's already big. Like there, there are people <clears throat> I've read like the last few days, there are people who've commented where it's like, um, yeah, uh, uh, people who like, they're not even into wrestling, but they know I'm into wrestling. They hear this in like the national, like mainstream news, and they're like, "Hey, like you're into wrestling? Is this what it's all about? Like, like this stuff going on? It's a major black eye. It's like horrible." But to go back to my point, I think like Triple H, Triple H's non like answer. Meltzer brought this up. It's absolutely true. It's like, okay, yeah, like maybe you can't talk about that, but you're gonna get up there and be like, "Oh yeah, I haven't heard it." Like be nonchalant about that. You're talking about a man accused of horrible things, and this isn't just like, yeah, I work with him. Yeah, he was my boss for a time. It's like this man is literally the grandfather to your children, who I believe it's it's all girls, it's all daughters. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like the grand the grandfather of your daughters has been accused of horrific sexual crimes and activity, and with just this one woman, and there's implication obviously that this was like a pervasive culture that was going on that he's done this to other people. So you're going to be like flippant, nonchalant with this, like beyond horrible. It's, it's, you guys already said it, but just using the phrase, Hey, I'm, I've been told not to discuss pending litigation. And so sorry, but we're not (laughs) going to talk about that. Like, Okay, how hard is that? And you do that, everybody goes, well, okay, yeah, I, I wouldn't figure. Um, or, okay, you know, your lawyers tell you. And, well, like, I mean, how hard is a, that? People would throw a shit fit about that, but, like, it wouldn't have caught the traction it did because that's, like, a standard PR response. And because yeah, the thing that's... is, like, if you work at a giant corporation, like, that's what you're told to say. Even yeah, you say, like, I can't discuss pending litigation. Tonight was a good night. And I would like to talk about tonight. Have, I wouldn't even have said that. I would just be like, sorry, I, you should not. Those those two sentiments should never have crossed paths. OK, in the same, it, yeah. In the not same linking spot. them. Yeah. OK, because that that because because the problem is, is if you do that, like you immediately diminish it. And that's, I think, why a lot of people have an issue with what he did okay yeah, i'm following you because it's, it's a meme now that's the other problem with it is like it's like <laughs> it's getting memed by even fed fans yeah focusing on the positives yeah it's it's yeah so to have all of this happen and now like matt you were kind of alluding to that <clears throat> you would think they would want to settle this as quickly as possible so that they don't we don't get anywhere near discovery <clears throat> and and See, I kind of feel like stuff. If, if I was in this woman's shoes, for me, it would just be about dragging them as much as possible. And I'd be like, <clears> fuck <throat> it. I'm not taking a settlement. Like, I don't care if I lose. Like, I'm going 
scorched earth on this and i just want to do as much damage to them as possible like on the pr front i mean there's there's obviously reasons why they would not she would not want to go all the way to trial but it is it is a question how how far this process will go because if they push it where i mean it's there are two parties in this like they like tko can't force a settlement they can obviously dangle a lot of money at her to make her go away and maybe she'll decide like yeah it's worth it to just not have to go through all this because it's very stressful like lawsuits are very stressful it this is particularly awful situation so having to relive all of that would not be pleasant but I mean, if it gets far, <clears throat> like where it actually does reach like deposition or discovery stages, like it could be real bad for TKO and it could be very embarrassing for them. <clears throat> and maybe like that's her strategy because the more people, the more information kind of gets trickled out there, you know, maybe their number will increase to make it where this stuff doesn't actually come out in open court, which would be, you know, like that would be like a nuclear bomb. I, I think I agree fight. with you. They're also fishing for the other women that are under NDAs to <clears throat> to join too. Yeah, I mean, this. I, it, so this is just the complaint that she filed. Like in terms of legal like timelines, like they, <clears throat> excuse me, they will they will need to answer it within a certain time frame. So, like, we're just at the beginning of the process. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, there may be a certain amount of, like, discovery stuff or documents or evidence that is sent, but it's not, like, the real – it's not, like, the, the, the end deadline for discovery that comes, like, a lot later. So this is just the beginning, but it, it does make me think, like, they probably are hoping that other people come forward. Um, I wish there are other people, and that's oh, kind of no. like – how many do yeah. we know from the original four? Are there four others we know of for certain? I don't know how for certain it is, but I did have a question on that because I don't know. Is there a – like let's say that this hits Discovery and there are NDAs that are uh, not broken. They're still in effect and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Can the participants in these NDAs be disclosed as part of the discovery? Like, yes, there's an NDA and these are the parties to it. You're not disclosing what happened in it, but you can disclose who the parties are. Uh, uh, <clears throat> I think they can ask for financial records um, that could be yeah. regarding that without names attached. Like, I yeah, think- I think I don't think. I don't necessarily think disclosing identities or names might fly, okay. uh, or at least TKO or you know they might have an argument. Vince would have have an argument to not um, not do that. But I think Brad's right. Like the you can they could probably look for financial records because <clears throat> that's what kind of in part like that's part of, that's wrapped up in this too that Vince was using company money. Not just like his own assets necessarily. I think the implication mm-hmm. was that he was using company money to actually fund some of these like NDAs and, and hush money. 
which is, you know, obviously that that's a huge break of fiduciary duty. So they could, in theory, like ask for financial records to kind of, you know, dive into that. Like you wouldn't, mm-hmm. I don't know if you could really bootstrap some of this other stuff in there, but uh, I mean, it does go towards kind of establishing a pattern where it's like, yeah, he, he's done this before kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he has, I mean, yeah, like that's, that's, and there's certainly a mystery. The only, only the details of what exactly the behavior was before with these other women and internal you know. correspondence, <laughs> they'll have ability to get to request. Um, I'm trying to think of what else they would have. The stuff like that they're going to want. Um, they're probably going to subpoena people in the executive suite. So like probably like Gerald Briscoe and and guys like that and other. They've already they've already implicated like enough stuff and people have, you know, sleuthed or tried to sleuth about who they're referencing. Because the only people, the only person like for sure. Well, a couple like John Leonidas and Vince McMahon, but. Other individuals have just been kind of referred to as like, you know, exec board executive number one or what have you. But here's my here's where I'm here's where I'm at. Uh, I think everyone who really had knowledge of this needs to be gone, fired. And I don't see any any way that that Triple H was not one of these individuals. Like he's not. Wasn't he? I think wasn't he I, vaguely. Didn't people think he was vaguely referenced in like a roundabout some of the way? Specific, a... Some of the specifics that she has provided where it's like, yeah, board executive number one. I don't know if that's the title for what people are assuming is Triple H, but I think it was. But she's basically saying like, yeah, uh, this person had a lot of knowledge of things going on and what have you. And he, you know, he worked in this building on the fourth floor, or whatever like that. And so people have you know, just by deduction are like, yeah, no, like in this building on the fourth floor, there's only really one major person. This is not like, you know, uh, Ricky who works in accounting, you know, as a small office on the fourth floor. It's, it's like, yeah, triple H, this is triple H's floor. Like people kind of, you know, putting two and two together. Like, no, this, this is who is on this floor in this office. So without names, people have basically, People have basically implied it's him. And honestly, again, if if Triple H had knowledge of this and was involved in this and what that entails, I don't know. Like, I guess that could come out in theory. If he but, knew what's going on, he needs to be gone. But it's like, what what did he know? Did he know, you know, sex trafficking? I don't know. Did he know that Vince hired basically his girlfriend or his mistress to a position, a sham position in the company, using company assets to pay her a salary to her, uh, to basically be his mistress, all all a sham. Which that's something the things that they allege that she, they basically had to like, they created a position for her and had to you know give he, her he'd been busy an executive work. for he'd been an executive for <laughs> what twenty years? Like I think mm-hmm. he had to have known like. Now, like Stephanie, I think might not have known, but I don't think her responsibilities yeah, it... like would intersect with Vince <clears throat> as much. Yeah. And I would also say, I think Stephanie left when he came back because she was done with it. Like, so I think she knew. 
if you if you believe some of the rumors that people are sharing, or maybe it's not rumors, it's actually stories that people know to be fairly true. They just you know out of out of consideration or what have you just have not disclosed it. But people are saying that it's like he, that Vince basically has effectively no relationship with his family. Like he like Shane and all of them won't talk to them. Stephanie has nothing to do with them. People are saying that that the relationship between Vince and Stephanie at this point is non-existent. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I will say to go back to my Triple H point that if what did what did he know? Like I don't know. I don't know if he knew sex trafficking. I don't know that that as this lawsuit alleges that th- this woman was being effectively raped or assaulted like on a frequent basis by Vince slash John Laronitis and or perhaps other people. I mean that's that's the reason why Lesnar is like potentially done in terms of like his WWE slash wrestling career because it's heavily implied that you know he was going to be involved in the, tra- the sex trafficking too just circumstances where they, it never actually happened yet but if he knew at least like you know Vince hired a woman to be his he hired his girlfriend slash mistress and gave mm-hmm. her a sham job in the company and then when she left used company assets to pay her like hush money mm-hmm. and he knew all of that at least and didn't do anything about it then that alone in my opinion it's like that's really enough like as a as a corporate board member what have you to be like even if he's like the boss even if he has all his power the fact that you're like just letting that slide necessarily i i would i personally be like yeah i'd be like you know what like you you like this is such a a breach like you can't continue working yeah, here it's, like, not, it's not huge. like it's not like because the thing is with him and i think where what the difference <clears throat> is is like he's not like joe pissant in accounting that's just gonna get <clears throat> fired and like <clears throat> sent packing like he had he had some <clears throat> amount of power to fight with but that's assuming that's kind of even looking at triple h assuming he's part of it but again it's like it's it's i, I would say i'm gonna inc- I'll defend, like, I, I will defend him i don't think he was partaking in stuff i think he might have been turning a blind eye to it uh, i think it's probably more the blind eye yeah. than actually like oh 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 you're gonna like you know i'm not willing you're having, to, a, you're having a threesome like let me get in on that yeah. too Ooh, and like you're pooing on her like count me yeah i i don't i'm not gonna assume that it's that but yeah. I think it is probably more like blind eye. And and again, blind eye may it may be like, oh yeah, if it's like, oh yeah, like me and me and John Laronitis like raped her. It's like if he's saying like I don't think it's like that blind no. eye. But you know But, but I could see it being blind eye where where Vince may have told him. Yeah, or no, indicated think, it's like, yeah, me and John Laronitis I think were, um were I know but I, doing things or and we try to get Lesnar in on this. If like he knows even that much, like just that, doesn't know that it's like non-consensual per se, but I, even just that much, that then he already then then he knows about the sex trafficking, and it's like at that point it's like no, you can't, you can't, like you can't let this guy I would, continue I would to be. I say that's what, a higher um, standard than needs to be. Like I, if even if he was sitting in a room with them and was like, um, like wow, this feels like really weird. Like what the fuck is this? And like didn't do anything about it or. Um, mm-hmm. Or even was like, what the fuck does she do around here? Like, why does she have a job? Like, stuff like that, like, is where mm-hmm. he should also be. Because even Dutch Mantel said on his podcast he had seen some stuff that was disconcerting to him. So, 
in the the other thing that that I just stumbled across today that is super disconcerting to me in this is tangent. Well, it's not really tangentially, but <clears throat> comes out today. Okay, so Nikki Garcia, formerly known as Nikki Bella, is a um, she's an advocate with Rain. Um, the I, I can't remember what the acronym is, but the Toriyama started Rain, and it was for sexual abuse survivors and stuff like that. Nikki Bella was sexually assaulted twice in high school. And now this comes out about, you know, her, her, basically her stepdad. And I'm just like, Oh God. Like I, this is so, I feel so like, I don't even know her. I, I, I don't have any feelings one way or another, but that makes me feel even worse about this whole situation is, is just adding that wrinkle into it. Right. Mm-hmm. Like what, what this people rabbit have, hole just keeps going. Well, people have noted, um, just with regards to John, there, <laughs> John, there, and it's actually all factually true. And it's, it adds another layer to like how awful this was, but you know, John Laredonis was wrapped up in this, mm-hmm. uh, it, doing, if you believe the, this, the accuser, uh, engaging in sexual assault and sex trafficking and rape of a woman along with Vince McMahon. And he was doing all of this behavior while married to the Bella's mom, who, as she was battling with brain cancer. Oh my it's God. Like, yeah. You, oh, yep. you didn't know that detail. No. Yeah. yeah like, it, like the level of awfulness from these parties, it cannot actually be overstated. Like you can't, you, you think, as bad as you think it is, it's actually as bad as bad as that is, or worse. It, it's absolutely terrible. My wife mm. was like, "Is that the Laurenitis that was at Ohio State?" I'm like, "No, that was the son of the talented Laurenitis animal, not mm. yeah. Johnny Ace." I didn't. Would... I didn't get into a joke about how he's Mrs. Bava's favorite wrestler. Hey, okay, straight up, honest to God, has has Johnny Ace done anything positive for the business other than like popularize the front face DDT. He was in um I'd have to check. It was in a five star match, but I it might have been match of the year for ninety seven. Let me look. I mean he was in some good matches in New Japan, but I mean that's uh, I just my takeaway from this is straight up the wrestling would be a better place if Laurinaitis had never been in it. That's that's what I keep coming to the the conclusion of, but I don't know. Match of the <laughs> year in nineteen ninety six with Steve Williams versus Mizawa and Jun Akiyama. And that's one of those things that I don't know. I, I mean, it's something. You so can say what? You did. Yeah, but but so what? You know, it, it, I. I mean, who cares? Who cares? Even if he was a solid entering contributor, it doesn't change him being a. Yeah, the, I'm just. I'm not coming up with. 
I'm not coming up with the business being better for him having been in it. So this is the the cope that I've all that has also been floating around on some of this is just painful with how head in the sand it is. It's been less than um, it's been less than I thought, but there's been a lot of people trying to deflect by using the Chris Jericho situation and not listening when people are like they're not even remotely the same. And because like Tony did get asked about the Chris Jericho situation, but he answered it properly. Mm-hmm. And I mean, people were mad that he had like the the stuff on his head, but it was just bad timing. But also, the Chris Jericho thing was just there weren't even allegations. It was something Nick Hosman threw out there because he was in a pissing match with Chris Jericho that he later like walked back mm-hmm. and there still aren't any allegations. And like, there was a big uproar because Kylie Ray put a heart to something. I, she liked to tweet basically, which had nothing to do with it. Um, and um, it, it, it's, it's, and there are there are people who are are getting so deranged that they're claiming that like the text messages is interfaked, which you can very easily subpoena that from the carrier and just get the actual text and of the text I, messages. I will say it's been a shocking minority of people. It just it just boggles my mind to have folks running defense on this you know it's like i you can pick anything and i don't want to use the the most derogatory term i can think of but you're gonna have people who die hard for damn near everything and make excuses for it but it's the same thing i say every time that people do this for like shit and especially like i'll go even like bethesda and like starfield it's like vince mcmahon is not going to have sex with you so stop Hmm. You're not going to get a job out of this. Yep. You're not. And I, I, the best I can figure is that there are people who have been such a fan of something. Their identity is too wrapped up in it. They think, yeah, they're they think, too closely tied to it. They think, um, it's really warped logic, but they think somehow Vince McMahon being a rapist piece of shit, like somehow invalidates their life choices. Yeah. Yeah, because I've said that before, like um, when people get really like on this like pearl clutching now or like about something an author said or something like an author that lived 100 years ago believed or something. And my response to that all the time is, hey, if 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 I didn't consume media by someone I found morally repugnant, I would have very little media to consume in in my life. It's like um because you like there's plenty of like comic book guys like I'll talk about Alan Moore like I've I've shit on Alan Moore on this show all the time because I find him to be a fucking obnoxious twat but I still like stuff he wrote back in the day <laughs> or even fucking Frank Miller he's fucking a literal insane person and he still wrote good comics that's the thing though is I think people struggle with like <sighs> Just because you enjoy WWE for however many decades and you still like it, that's fine. You can still like it. That doesn't mean Vince McMahon wasn't like a rapist piece of shit. 
So one thing I have um, seen, and here I'll I'll be positive about WWE for a second. One from the clips I have seen, and and like media from Rumble and stuff like that, their production has already gotten a lot better. Like it, it's not, there's still a bit too many camera cuts and that sort of thing, but it's not like the cameras bouncing up and down with stuff. The entrances are not, you know, uh, the goofy stuff that like there's already market improvement on that front. So, you know, Kevin Dunn leaving when he did. Hmm. Wonder why. Um, Some of that's going to be hardwired in like the camera cutting too much is going to be something that like is a training thing that I don't think is going to go anywhere for a while. Like some of his like, yeah, some of his worse instincts will go away immediately but some of that stuff's gonna always be there because even like even like aew is guilty of some of those same production sometimes they are and they're just production gaffes and they happen yeah but they've got like a bad little... timing to look for a reaction yeah and they've gotten a little better about it though i like that i feel like with aew that i like their production from a couple of years ago better <laughs> now because they look to wwe currently Actually, honestly, I wish they'd shoot dynamite like they shot Collision. I like the way Collision is shot, and I don't care as much because Dynamite's too WWE. Collision's very um. Collision has a very like real sports aesthetic to it that I wish they mm-hmm. would put on the other stuff. Mm. Just my weird. Well, thing with it. So it has been a. How can we best put it? It has been a, a horrific, tough horrifying, week. Um, I've needed a shower, like, because my wife asked me about it, and I'm like, don't read it. Like, just don't. Yeah, just. My my wife said the same thing, and I'm like, honey, this is, like, this is vile. You 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 don't you don't want to. And then she went and found a synopsis on her own, and I was just like, I wish you hadn't done that. But yeah, because like. Because the first reaction is you kind of laugh at it a little bit, and then you get deeper, and it's like, oh god, like this is yeah. Because like some of it is funny, like the sex toy thing is kind of funny, but then it's it's everything it's like attached. Well, but then like as it turns out, what he did with him, and it's just like, oh god, like it just keeps getting worse. It keeps going down more and more. No, I've advised everyone to not just like let someone else tell you a, a big giant. Like, generalized overview, don't read the nitty-gritty because you will regret every yeah. second of it. I, I wasn't kidding when I said it did sanity damage. No, because um, it's, it's, it's like, it, for me, I thought it was going to be bad because I thought Vince was a big old fucking perv. And somehow it was far and beyond worse than I mm-hmm. imagined. So fun um we didn't intend to come back to the uh scumbag um no and i don't i don't area, like but... talking about this stuff because it's just it's gross and we try to stay up a beat, upbeat on this show but it um it uh it just needs it... to be talked about now i did want to talk about one more thing before we'll, we'll make this part quick before we go off here. okay so uh, Dave's been talking about removing Vince from the Observer Hall of Fame over this, and mm. I wanted your—I wanted to do like a quick just roundtable on that because I'm of the opinion 
that you should not remove him because it's about what he contributed to wrestling, not if he was a good person or not. And I would say on top of that, I'm of the opinion that if you take him out of the Hall of Fame, you actually do him a bit of a favor because out of sight, out of mind. Whereas if you leave him in the Hall of Fame, then that can be front and center, like what he did. <sighs> like you get it I, leaves uh... a conversation there to talk about. But I'm also of the opinion that like just because like it's about his contributions to wrestling, not if he was a good person or not. This is it's difficult. I actually would say it's difficult because there there is a tendency that we have in our culture. And I, I, I understand I'm not like making some sort of broader societal point, but we do have a tendency in our society where if someone this is not a whole cancel culture critique or what have you, but we do have a tendency in our culture that if someone does something particularly heinous that they effectively get quote unquote canceled. Like we, we try to memory hold them. And I think there are, I don't know. I understand that sentiment. I can appreciate it. I don't think that in every respects it's appropriate. I, I understand that with Vince because it does call into so many, it calls many things into question. It just, it makes you, it's a, it's different in many ways, but and I guess in fairness, it's like this is what just accusations leveled, like proof has been established. But I mean, we know he did it. Like there's yeah, look, there. There, there's there's this isn't like Vince has never had. There's never been stories of Vince being a rep- reprehensible human being or even like sexually weird with people. And then, mm-hmm. Let's um, just be honest, like it it's all it's all Vinceisms and stuff, and like he a hundred like he a hundred if. Then that's the other thing is people latch on to a couple of things on this that might be overblown or not true. But even if half of that lawsuit is accurate, like it's still beyond. It's damning. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Look, even if it's like, well, he never, everything was consensual. There was no sexual assault. There was no rape. So there's nothing like that. Like it's still wrong from, uh, it's still wrong and inappropriate that you it's, you gave a job to your mistress and, well, and had her on call to just have sexual. He, he did predatory grooming behavior well, and, and he and did it in um, yes. way. He knew what he was doing. There's yes. also like I'm going to I'm going to harken back to the Bill Clinton and Monica Lewinsky thing, which people still don't understand the dynamics of that is. And, and it's something that people always overlook with this stuff. And I think in this situation, like. Could it really be consensual? Was she really in a position with things we know to say no to him? Mm-hmm. Which is like yeah. the Mona Lewinsky and Monica Lewinsky and Bill Clinton <clears throat> thing. She was not really in a position to decline. <clears throat> so that kind of makes it non-consensual because I'm sure in the moment it was consensual, but I don't think she ever <clears throat> was in like a mental state or a position in life to say no to a and, man that powerful which is where the problem comes like a big part of the problem is well and that's part of that's part of this complaint is that i guess in the in the particular circumstances that when he gave her a job it's because like she, her both of her parents i guess were either in poor health or they she didn't have a job like they i think they were in poor health she had to take care of them at least like recently they die. They had passed away. She'd been the caretaker for them, and because of yeah. some chicanery, she basically like didn't have anything from the estate. 
Yeah. So, I mean, there was all that. It's like he it's yeah, it kind of does go into that predatory thing where it's like she was in a vulnerable position. She needed, you know, a job, financial assistance, what have you. And he kind of swooped in. But to go back to my point, like I'm not it's not a critique on cancel culture, but we do tend in this in our in our culture like the, to, to take reprehensible people and, and memory hold them. We do like, the just, easy. We do the easy thing. Yeah. You just to, just to ignore try to ignore them in their entirety, but sometimes there are individuals who in the narrow world of professional wrestling, like no one has done more for professional wrestling, both good and bad, than Vince McMahon. Like he has made wrestling into at least like the WWE and really AEW, it's like billion dollar companies. Like, you know, you can sit and quibble like Dave Meltzer does about whether it, AEW is a is a one billion or two billion dollar company, but it's still like if assuming it at the lowest, it's like it's a billion dollar company, like wrestling, this little you know like niche like hobby that we all enjoy, billion dollars, and that's that's dwarfed by the WWE, which is now you know part of a multi billion dollar company. But no one has done more to build wrestling up in many respects than Vince McMahon. But no one has given it more of a black eye, especially mm. recently, than Vince McMahon. Yeah. But the, the contributions that he provided in 40-something-plus years, it's undeniable. Like, there are individuals, and of course, I'm not just saying it's all Vince. It's obviously you know upon them. But to the extent that there are wrestlers who, are, who have kind of broken out into, like, the mainstream pop culture or household names or to even remember them, you know, it's Hulk Hogan. It's Macho Man Randy Savage. It's The Rock. It's Stone Cold. Maybe even like John Cena. Not so much Roman Reigns, sorry. But, no. you know, it's, it's these individuals. And Vince, you know, did have a big – it's it's not just them. It's him. It's obviously the individuals. Like, there was their charisma, their ability, what have you. But, uh, you know, Vince was part of that, part of the presentation, part of marketing uh, I mean, them. He, gets, he, he, gets, he does get a little too much credit <laughs> for Hulk Hogan. Go watch Hogan and the AWA, like, the Hulkamania thing was a finished product. Vince just was smart enough to take it and put it on a big stage. Oh, I mean, this is you, you could argue, you could argue it's not. But that's it wasn't a necessarily. Of that's a, that's an ability yeah. in and of itself, though. I was gonna say you could argue it's not necessarily like because Vince has kind of been more removed recently, but in the last like couple of years, like Cody Rhodes is a finished product. Yeah. It's the it's an, it's the it's AEW's product because. They did nothing to change Cody Rhodes other than just like nothing really. It's it's this is the Cody Rhodes is the AEW Cody Rhodes, which I'm not even gonna say it's Tony Khan's creation. It's really it's Cody's it's creation. Cody's creation. Yeah, yeah but. but they didn't change anything. So it's like kind of, to go to your Hulk Hogan finished product thing. It's like they just you know took what was already working and just pushed it. But I would I would say no to removing him. Um, as gross as now everyone views him as. And I, I'm of the sort that it's like, I said before, one of my favorite, one of my favorite workers of all time is Ric Flair. I'm at the point now because of, you know, the, the whole plane ride from hell disclosure from dark side of the ring and everything. And just how he's been, I'm really much of this sort. It's like, I just want Flair to go away. Yeah. I wish he like, hadn't hired Go him. away, retire for real. Um, just enjoy your remaining years, you know, 10 years from now, if he passes away, uh, you know, you can look back with fondness and be like, not diminishing the awful things that have been, he's been accused of and the aspects of him, but be like, you know, well, 
he was a complicated individual and kind of tried to appreciate more of the good stuff. But now it's like, you know, it's there's a lot of grossness and everything. And I kind of just want him to go away. That's Ric Flair, who hasn't it, not, like the worst that Flair has been accused of and may have done is probably not even like a tenth of the things just in this one lawsuit that have Vince has been accused of, like not even a tenth. So if I'm already at like the I just go away, uh, I'm way beyond that with 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 Vince McMahon. And mm-hmm. that's sad. I also, his contributions I don't think should be removed. But go ahead, I'm sorry, Rod. I was gonna say too, and that I if if you take him out of the Hall of Fame too, there's gonna you know in like five or ten years the WWE is gonna start like trying to sanitize him up. Yeah. With their so, like, propaganda revisionist history arm. So, from where I'm at, yeah, I don't even know if if wanting to pull him from the Hall of Fame is necessarily memory holing. I think it's the idea of if he's in the Hall of Fame, then we're it feels like he is being celebrated, and people wanting to remove him don't want the idea of him being celebrated, which I, I get that. The thing is. I don't know which way to go on it because, like you guys said, on one hand, you know, the fact that WrestleMania is in the standard lexicon now. People who don't know squat about wrestling, you know, there are some names they can come up with that are tied to it. Uh, That's huge. But... With all of this happening, it's like, what do you do? And if I remember correctly, I think the only other time it was brought up was the vote was put out about whether or not uh, Voldemort Benoit would be pulled out of the the Hall of Fame. And the readers chose – like the the folks that voted for it chose not to. Um, And so the only thing – I'm torn. It's like, yes, I understand not wanting to have someone in a place where it seems to be celebrated because you go to any other Hall of Fame and it's the idea. These people were outstanding in their field and are being honored for it. You know, the baseball, football, music, it's the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but it's not rock and roll. It's all music. But half the half the people in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame like raped people. So. Yeah, but the idea is it, it's celebrating monumental people. Okay, fair enough. And most of those like rock stars from like the before the eighties were it was underage girls too. So, so you know, the only thing, and I'm not even satisfied with this idea, but it's the only thing I can come up with, is the idea of I don't know either. I don't want to say an asterisk because that ties back to the Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa home run thing, but put some kind of marker, put some kind of black mark with it. It says in the hall of fame and yet also like a hall of shame kind of uh, thing with it too. Of Yes. This person made huge contributions to this field. And by the way, was a complete and total scumbag. And here's why. So therefore, we recognize the contributions, but we also say like we 
this is not a person to be a role model or something like that. I, like I said, I'm not – that's the only idea I've been able to come up with, and I'm not thrilled with it either. But I don't know what else – where else think, to go with it. I think if you look at, like, O.J. Simpson and the Football Hall of Fame, though, I mean, the first thing that comes to your mind with him now is, like, that he murdered someone. To someone's. Yeah, um, that's true. And they didn't do anything with that as far as I'm aware of. No, I think he, I think they might've taken his Heisman away, but that's all of that organization. But then at the same time, yeah, Pete Rose is not in the baseball hall of fame because of gambling stuff. Well, no, I think, I think they took his Heisman because isn't that what they got him on as he was trying to steal it back involved in a scheme to steal it back. I know there was there was a scheme to steal back some of his memorabilia, but I I don't remember I the think particulars. Might have been in there, but yeah. But we're, you know, if if you're not going to remove them, I think maybe having a ballot to say, you know, should there be a a black mark or a demarcation of like, you know great contributor and yet to it i i like i could see that but what if it just predominated in a conversation like surrounding him well i mean that's that's what happens is because like think about think about what his observer obit's gonna look like now yeah yeah well Okay, the other example, if if you bring up the name Chris Benoit, people know what it is, then it's like, uh, man, like I, 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 it's been out of my own mouth. I used to really like the guy, and then that happened, and now there's like this stain, and it's really hard for me to like watch stuff that he's in. Or look at so, Tammy. I bet Tammy's just going to be remembered as a... Well, Tammy's... Um, transgressions seem to far outstrip her contributions. Yeah. So, you know, the scales tip pretty hard that direction. You know, she's more notable for being that person who was affiliated with wrestling and being a menace than... I think as the further he gets away from, like, being in charge of WWE, though, the more that this will predominate the conversation about him. You know, I kind of figure the further he gets away from it, too, the more might come out, because then he doesn't have the the weight of the company to throw around at it. It's just, yeah, he's got money, but he's out there floating by himself. Well, I mean, it's going to be people talking, too, because, you know, there's going to be some stuff filtering out now that people feel a little more safe to say things. Yeah, and and the idea out there that he quit paying on the NDA. So the, he's like, Oh, this got out. Well, I'm going to quit paying on the NDA when this is the same Jack hole who oh, I claimed he, he told everybody about it. I yeah. forgot. It's like, I forgot. Um, I forgot he did the old stampede, like LA Vince trick on her. <clears throat> uh, like Brian and, and Dave were, uh, kind of talking about that too. They, they were, um, they they were postulating that possibly like Vince, and it would make sense if you if you like kind of think about it like it would make sense that Vince thought like oh this this 
story broke to the Wall Street Journal like months ago. So oh, she, like this, she must have talked. So he stopped paying. Um, which I don't know if you if you guys heard it, but it, it was a great it was it, it's an awful story. So mm-hmm. I'm not making light of that. But if you can try to find any sort of levity in it, there was a really funny moment uh, from the Observer Live where Dave was like, uh, Vince, Vince refusing to pay like the more than the million dollars, like paying the second million dollars as part of this NDA, uh, because this is what kind of spurred the lawsuit being filed. Uh, that was like, oh, he's like, if Dave goes like, that was probably like the worst decision he's ever made in his life, like business decision. My daughter's really upset about that. Um, yeah, yeah. And then Brian, like dryly, were like, "Well, actually, I think the things in the lawsuit are probably the worst." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's yeah, like, that's... it's like, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Wasn't the original story leaked by like um, someone within the company? Like, I don't think she had anything to do with the original story getting out. Uh, no, I and again, I I went into a whole spiel about how I think like Triple H probably knew more than. Yeah, he lets on. So I think he should be removed. Because I thought it originally uh, came out because the money, someone caught the money trail and leaked it. Yeah, I, I, it would not surprise me if someone, and if I had to guess, it would probably be Triple H or Steph or both. And I would almost want to say Steph because I think that relationship is just real bad. But I, I think someone probably leaked because they wanted him gone. Uh. And it may just yeah. be like it, it also may be like if if there were like serious discussions because it did kind of take you into like the whole like uh, merger or selling the company like that doesn't happen necessarily overnight. All yeah, right, I gotta gotta go on mute. Sorry, it, it's okay because I I think that the the spark that started the whole thing was the discovery in the setup for whatever sale there was going to be was that it's like hey the hell is this? And people started pulling on that thread and, and finding out about stuff. Cause that, that was the, the logic for his exit in the first place. But he has a history of like agreeing to stuff and not paid though. So I think, I think he might've just been Vince about it. And um, well, can you imagine what kind of ego goes with that of being like yeah i agreed to pay you this and now i'm not gonna do it because i don't have to because i'm vince mcmahon that's like and man doesn't that sound like a vince thing to do yeah yeah. and it's stupid like you always pay your hush money like what what the fuck dude well well, dave actually uh, commented on that on the observer too um that it's it's it is very vince but he basically said and i and i think even look we don't know vince as well as Dave does because Dave actually has at times had like a personal relationship with Vince. Not that they're like friendly, but I mean, well, no, he said like the either last you time. or I actually have like Vince's number or have talked to Vince with Big Man before. No, remember, Vince, but Dave has. Remember, Dave said Vince randomly called him once because he thought he heard Lance Storm had died. <laughs> like he woke up and Vince called him and it was just like, did Lance Storm die? And he's like, no, right. like, oh, okay. okay. Um. Yeah, but I mean, they had something of relationship where it's like, you know, they could talk to each other. Uh, and I think Dave, like, knew, uh, you I know, events, like, reasonably well. But you and I and, and Chad, like, all of us, we, we as just, like, as fans, I have, like, just followed WWE and just heard enough stories about Vince. 
it's entirely we could believe this. I believed it when I heard it. But but Dave is like, yeah, this is like very Vince where he thinks that if you enter into a contract with him like you, the person I've entered a contract with you, you need to give me like certain certain value or certain I, I have expectations for you fulfilling your obligation. But me, it's like, uh, you know, if I feel I need to, if I want to, I'll fulfill mm-hmm. the contract like. It's very one-sided, is what yeah. Dave was saying, and it's like, yeah, that that sounds exactly like Vince. So yeah, it's entirely plausible that he was like, oh, I'm not paying more hush money. Well, it's like, no, you need to. <laughs> Maybe if you did, this story wouldn't have broke. Yeah, you gotta. That, I I know I said that flippantly, but it is it is really surprising though, because the one thing you got to do is like. The people that you got to keep the people that know where the bodies are buried. Like you got to keep them fat and happy. Mm. You, yeah, you, you you can't let someone with the someone who who knows how to light the fuse. You, <laughs> yeah, you just cannot do that. Because that, that it's and I mean because. Especially like tone deaf, like because if this had happened ten years ago, I think it probably would have ended him. Um, but I don't think it would probably have. I don't think it would have damaged the company like I think it's going to damage the company. Yeah. The stock price took a hit. Like the stock price. I think yeah. Was... The stock has not gotten back to where it was with the TKO merger, so. Well, I, the, they lost the Netflix bump too. Yeah, so I I don't I don't know, man. It, it's it's hard to tell because the question could very well be how how closely is he tied with the you know the identity of the company? And at least for the moment, it's it's pretty tight. I I think I think with their fan base it's not going to do a ton of damage. I think it's going to hamper them like in the great greater cultural zeitgeist. Cuz I don't think I mean honestly like I don't think the the damage was seen right away, but I honestly don't think Hollywood has recovered from me too either. Uh so it's yeah, I don't know. Like I, to that point, like I'm not. Sh- I could, I could, could softly agree with that. I think they got hit because like Me Too happened, and then like the pandemic happened. So I think like the the double whammy of that. But I mean, I think pro- had, they probably haven't. It had a, it had a negative effect. Like I don't think you can quantify it, but like with all these studios struggling, like there's a lot of reasons. But I do think like Me Too did some some harm in there too. I think so. Obviously, the pandemic, but I also, and this is this, if I had to postulate a theory, this this also like affects the WWE. Uh, but I think there's a lot of there's a lot of streaming things out there. I think people just like are kind of tuning away from even like Hollywood stuff. Uh, they're not they're they're paying more attention to like streaming, like video game streaming, Twitch. TikToks, things like that. You, some guy in his basement <laughs> talking about the same stuff they're into. YouTube, yeah, like I think that there's some degree of that. Not like you know, 100 million people are doing this, but you know, if you if nowadays you're fighting, there's so many different platforms, so you're struggling to try and get any sort of like market share. 
So let's say you have like a, a show that's ordinarily would be, you know, marketed towards like the 18 to 34, 18 to 35 market. Uh, and maybe it would get you like a billion people watching it. You know, whenever you're uh, weekly on a, you're debuting your episode of your show or what have you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And let's say like a hundred thousand people, 200,000 people. Let's say, let's say 250,000. Like this, let's just for sake of this hypothetical, do like, 25% of your audience like 250,000 people on any like are, are watching a live stream of a popular video game streamer you know playing like Fortnite or some other dumb or game wa- or they're watching Asmogold play wow yeah yeah so it's like all right a, a quarter of the audience that you're trying to attract is like watching some idiot on on Twitch just play a game uh and it's like you, you as an executive could be like this is stupid like what why are they doing this whatever but well and there's fun fact that's what's a, happening now there i don't remember what it was i think it might have been the willow tv show mm-hmm. i think it was willow. oh yeah there was more people watched i think the critical drinker review it and shit all over it than they actually watched <laughs> the episode so i liked willow like the 19 the late 1980s movie i liked that mm-hmm. as a kid so when they were like oh yeah we're doing like a sequel series on apple tv i'm like oh, i want to watch that and actually i do intend to watch it but it's been out probably at least a year or two oh, and i have it and they, they 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 took it off the service oh no they canceled it they canceled it to one season no, but, no no they literally it's so bad they took it off of disney plus like you can't watch it anymore i thought it's on apple no it was on disney plus because it's a lucasfilm thing like that was in mm. their trifecta of killing all their ips interesting well, that's a shame. I would have wanted to watch it, but then again, it's been around like a year or two, and I haven't watched it yet. So, but yeah, it's like I I didn't watch it, and it, it's something that I would have been interested in. It's like, like well, I'm not going to make the time necessarily for this right now. So, if if you want to if you want to laugh, um, Godzilla minus one, the movie cost less to make than one episode of that awful She-Hulk show. Mm. Wow. There was um, there was one clip that not even a clip. There was a still that I saw from that movie, and it was there was like a a fishing boat, and right in the wake of the fishing boat, you had like the top of Godzilla's head coming up. I looked at that, and I was like, oh, that is a chilling image. Holy oh, it, crap! That that whole scene, like there's like no music. It's literally just the sound of like the boat engines in the water as he's chasing wow. them. You should. It's a really good movie. Um, but that part is chilling because they're supposed to slow him down. So he's just chasing them out in the middle of the ocean. Wow. That's, uh, that's, that's tense. It's an awesome movie. I saw it twice in theaters. It was amazing. It's probably, it's probably the best or second best Godzilla movie I've ever seen. I don't know. What would be the first one? one? The first one. From like the 1950s? Yeah, that's still mm. the first. But like I, well, even, this, I even this took, is supposed to be a remake of it. Yeah, yeah, in a lot of ways. But I, I even liked it so much. I had my wife come and watch it, and she would never be caught dead liking anything Godzilla, and she liked it a lot. So I, I am. It, it, this is going to be so weird. I'm just in this place where that style. Uh, there's a lot of movie of that style that I'm just. I don't know. I'm not down into anymore because I don't know what it is. Like, I actually watched the movie Nope 
and you know the the Jordan Peele one, and it aggravated me. But the damn thing stuck in my head because I, I don't know why, but I I kind of hate it because I'm like, well, wow, there's a lot of choices in this I hate, and but for some reason the like the tense scenes like imprinted on my brain, so it's like, you know what? Uh, I don't know how much more I'm going to go into that sort of thing. I'm sure it's really good, but a scene that, mm, I don't know. You can watch that scene on YouTube, but I was going to actually, when it hit streaming, I was going to have it on the list for show reviews. I don't know. Godzilla's in it very little. <laughs> And it's not All like right. it's not like campy stuff. It's he's literally just like a force of nature rampaging and causing mayhem. So, all right. Well, I we've we've gone for a while here, so I think this is probably a good place to to tap the brakes. Um, we'll be back with happier stuff in the not distant future, I think. Yes. Uh. So anyway, um. Everybody, thank you out there for uh, for listening with us. Um, we appreciate you being here. We'd love to hear from you on social media. We do. We are interested in requests. If you have requests to send us, so uh, this is Shad with Matt and Brad. We've been in three corners. You're in the fourth, and we'll catch you next time. <laughs>